Hey, my name is Philip Craig. I'm the pastor here at Aria Church. Thanks so much for joining us. I hope this podcast empowers you, hope it fuels your faith, and hope it impacts your life. Enjoy the message. Not to worry. How's things? You good? Excellent. Pastor Phil's away. <laughs> Let's play. <laughs> I know he's watching online in Poland there, so good luck. <laughs> this won't be the same church you're coming back to, big lad. Anyway, we're, we're only joking. How's the summer going? You're all, you're all looking good. You're in good form, in good shape. Excellent. Okay. All right. Well, look, let me pray, and then I want to talk today a little bit on this little topic called leading my faith out of lockdown, okay? Leading my faith out of lockdown, because here's what I've discovered uh, right across the world, and, and the, a little island we call home in this part of the world, though we are physically becoming easier and, you know, we're, we're physically leaving lockdown, many of us are spiritually not, okay? And so we want to uh, learn, maybe get some tools from God's Word this morning to how to lead our faith. How do we lead ourselves out of this place of lockdown? So if that sounds like something you want to be part of, why don't we bow our heads, we'll close our eyes, and we'll pray, and we'll invite Jesus through the Holy Spirit to begin to work in our hearts, to supplement all that He's already done as we've been talking before the service and as we've been worshiping to the music. Okay, so Father, uh, we, we just thank You, Lord, for uh, God, Your presence in the room. God, You're here. You're right now, you're with us, and, and we just pray that that simple truth will allow faith to continue to rise in my life, will rise in the heart of every person that can hear me in the room and that is watching online. God, you are here, and God, you are for every one of us this morning. You are cheering us on from heaven. You are wanting us, Lord, to connect with you so that, Lord, our lives can be changed bit by bit, day by day, into the form of Jesus, that we become just like your Son. And so today, Lord, is an important morning, and so, God, we just pray that you would get our hearts ready, that, Lord, of all of the stuff that we've left at the house to get here, all right? And we just pray, Lord, we wouldn't be distracted. All the things, God, that we are lining up and we know that's happening in the week ahead, we pray, Lord, you would just kind of pause that in our minds as well. And God, allow us to focus for the next few moments on what you have to say to each of us. And so we ask it all in the name of Jesus and all of Ariat said... Amen. All right. Well, look, we've had some incredible weather. Let's not talk about August, but July was unreal, wasn't it? And Northern Ireland has never looked so good. And probably like many of you, we have had to, you know, we're not getting on a plane this year. We're, we're sort of staycation. We're kind of staying local. And so friends of ours have got a caravan, a static caravan thing. And on the front of it, it's overlooking Carlingford Lock, and the back of it has the mountains of Mourne. And we were there at the end of June into early July, and it was, it was warming up nicely. It was all good. It was beautiful. And uh, when, when I go in holiday, go to holidays as a family, I like to go for a little run most mornings. It's early, it's quiet, sort of 7 o'clock, kind of 6.30. When I say run, it's more of a forced leaning forward walk, by the way, okay? It's kind of like that. And, uh, and so it's, it's quiet and all, all that's just nice, and the weather's good, etc. Now, there's one evening during the course of the holiday, I thought, you know what, I'll go for a run. I'll leave my run till later on. And I said to a couple of the girls, that any of you, a couple of my daughters, do you want to go for a run with me? And I said, no, look, it's 5K, daddy's pretty fast. 
and, uh, and I don't want to be, you know, I don't want you to keep me back. Like, I, th- I think I actually said those words. I don't want you to slow my pace, right? Knowing that my run is a forward-leaning walk, I don't know what I'm thinking, really, but they said, no problem, Dad, we might be able to keep up. I needn't have bothered with the pep talk, okay? I needn't have bothered, because off they went. And it was all I could do for 5K to keep sight of their backs, everybody, okay? So, and we finished the 5K, got back to the caravan, had to watch on time and the thing, and I don't know why. Anyway, they're back, and I'm back a little bit later on. And I looked at my watch, just as I'm doing now, and I noticed the time for the 5K. And it was the fastest time that I had ran all year. And it was amazing. And what I discovered was that even though I didn't run as fast as they did, I ran faster than I thought I could. Why? It was because I decided to remain connected to the pace they set. And what I want to encourage you with today, and this whole talk is around this kind of theme, is that healthy connections create healthier people. Healthier connections create healthier people. And it's not just about jogging, but it's right across your life. If, uh, you know, healthy friendships, workplaces, and a healthy faith. When we are connected to the healthy people and healthy places, we become healthier people right across the board. But, and it's a big but, how many people know that not all connections are created equal? Okay? Another story, okay? I am not Mr. Engine, Mr. DIY at all. Okay, just, I, I barely know where you put the water in for the wipers and the petrol. More than once, I put diesel for petrol and petrol for diesel. Seriously, this, this happens in my life still to this day. And so a number of years ago, and of course, we've had four children, uh, all kind of the same age, and all of you know that that's not the wow, but that has caused us to have a, own a succession of seven seaters. We started off with a, with, a, with a Chrysler Grand Voyager to get all the buggies and all the stuff in. And when the kids got older, we needed less gear. So we got a Kia Sedona seven-seater black thing. I like to call it a Jeep, but really it was a seven-seater. I just couldn't get my head around a seven-seater, so I called it a Jeep. Manly. Anyway, so we got a seven-seater, and it would go to about 120,000 miles, and it would begin to fall apart. And that began to fall apart, and sometimes the battery would just stop, and it would die, and it would not go. So it's the summertime. We live in Eglinton. It's a small village outside uh, Derry, Lutton Derry. And, um, and so it was about five o'clock. I'd nipped down to the shops. The kids were in the car. I'd parked the Kia Sedona, and uh, I got back in after running into the shop. Mm, boom. Like nothing. Nothing. Not a thing. And I'm like, well, I don't know what else to do. So I phoned my wife. I phoned Judith, and I said, well, you've got to bring the other car down, and we'll bring the bonnets together, put the leads on, and, and we'll go. We were versed in this. We had done this before. So Judith, she's like, oh, here we go. Down, she comes in the, in the other car. We, we line the two cars up, bonnets up. You know how the drill is. These leads, but clearly, everybody, these leads weren't powerful enough to run from a, what did we have at the time? The Audi A3. It's an older Audi A3, and, into the, and the, it just wasn't thick enough leads. So we joined the things together, and I turned the engines on, and didn't the lead into the Kia Sedona start to melt the jump leads? And as they melted, they started to go on fire. And so I'm sitting with the kids in the back, smoke under the bonnet. And so I said, well, I better break the connection. So I put my hands onto the jump leads, but there was plastic on the jump leads. And so the plastic came off on my hands and it was stuck to my hands. So I'm doing a war dance. And I'm like, what am I going to do now? Fire, smoke, Judith screaming, kids going, Whoa! 
whatever, middle of the village. Now, I want to say this. Do you ever go to the beach and put shorts on under a towel? I don't do that. I'm so, like, private, I will just reverse to the end. I just can't. How do people do it? Right. Anyway, so I had to get the leads off. What did I do? I whipped off the top my T-shirt, put the thing on over the leads and to break the connection. Can you picture the scene? Screaming kids, screaming wife, half-naked man <laughs> screaming into a car with smoke coming out. Church, I learned that some connection will just burn your fingers. Not all connections are created equally. And you know, there are some great connections and there are others not so much, but connections, they're, they're kind of really important, okay? They feed us, they can inform us, they can shape us, or they can melt your skin, you know, or they can really hurt you. And I think Jesus knew this. In John 15, verses 4 and 5, he says this, and these will be familiar words to some of you. He says, remain in me also as I ought remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. He says, I am the vine, you are the branches, and if you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. But apart from me, disconnected from me, you can do nothing. So the bottom line for the follower, the disciple of Jesus in the world today is this, that fruitfulness in life is the result of an active, vibrant connection to Jesus. And Jesus himself says, away from him, disconnected from him, he says, well, we can, do, we can do very little. We can do nothing. Now, a week or two ago, the girls, and, and the, we've got three girls, and one's at Limavady High, two at Limavady Grammar. And the grammar has a massive hockey kind of thing going on. And pre-season hockey training is starting. And so Charlotte and Lucy, they got a note from the school to say, we want to kick off pre-season training. But because we're not meeting in school, we want you to kick it off at home by yourselves. And so they sent out this training schedule, and top of the list of this training schedule was the dreaded 5K. They wanted them to do a 5K kind of benchmark kind of time so that they could have something to compare to by the end of the month. Now, both our girls train well in different ways, and so for Lucy, it was like... I'm going to do a 5K. But Charlotte's a rower, and she's a walker, and she's a fitness fanatic that way. Running, not so much. And what we found was that Charlotte had to, and Charlotte's with me today, and she had to dig up a lot of mental fortitude to reconnect to running a 5K since the whole COVID thing took over, okay? And so what I want to say about this is simply this, that, and I, and I opened the, the, the talk today with this little line, even though that we are out of lockdown physically, many of us are not out of lockdown spiritually. There are things over the course of the gap, okay, that have become against our faith and our lives and some of the, the connections that we have had. And I think when the first lockdown came along, we were going to show COVID's who's boss in terms of our faith. It's not going to steal our faith. It's not going to steal our resolve. And we were zooming this and we were zooming that and doing the other thing. And it was awesome. But by the time kind of the first lockdown was ending and then the second lockdown came along, and I think it kind of combined with the overflow of the first one, do you know what? I think it started to slowly erode some of those healthy connections. 
It definitely eroded connections to family that we weren't obviously in the house with, connections with friends, connections, and I think with our faith, which is the topic of our kind of conversation today, and of course, our church life. And look, online efforts, I think, for churches all across Ireland and the CCI network and all across the world have been absolutely amazing. And our rate, you guys have been no different in, in offering incredible content uh, online. But slowly and suddenly, do you know what? I think many of us, we've become more, and it's been insipid and it's been subtle, we've become more connected to other things. And I want to maybe highlight a few of those. Obviously, one of the things we've become connected to is COVID itself. You would have to be living on another planet not to have known that this thing was here and is still with us, okay? Some of us in the room have had it. Some of us know others who have had it, and we certainly watch the news. So we're connected to the story and the reality of COVID. As a result of that connection, we've become increasingly connected to concern, We've been more worried and more afraid and more paranoid. Uh, young people have been struggling with isolation and mental health. We've been struggling with worry about our older relatives and separation from family and friends. And we find ourselves generally more worried and more paranoid, more afraid perhaps than we would have been before. Now, here's a big one. And nobody fall out with me here, please. We become really, some of us, Probably not here, all right, but elsewhere, some of us have been really getting connected more than we should to conspiracy. The amount of experts we have in the world today is now astonishing. The headlines and the online arguments that they create among Twitter and Facebook and Instagram, mostly Facebook and Twitter, um, Instagram doesn't really kind of allow for the two-way, but, but Facebook and, and Twitter have been unreal. Have you been watching some of the experts, okay, the, even the born-again experts, the Christian believer experts who never, who wouldn't know how to put on a plaster, let alone make a comment on a, a plague, suddenly we are now, we're waxing lyrical on our genius all over online. We have the right, then we have the left, then we have the middle. We have the vaxxers, the anti-vaxxers, the waiting-to-see vaxxers, now it's the mark of the beast and the Illuminati! And Christians are joining in. We're all joining in online. Do you know the context of the world that we're in with COVID? Do you know what Facebook and Twitter really is? It is a virtual online digital smoke break. It is that equivalent where you gather with your mates and you go, really, is that right? That's what I heard. And that's the truth right there. It really is. Do you know? And, and we, we start to put on stuff online that gone to head we don't really know anything about. We heard from some cousin, second cousin's professor who works in a care home in Wales. Somehow, whatever, this, that, and the other, okay? And do you know what? I want to I encourage believers here and believers everywhere. Here's what you do know. You know Jesus is alive. You know that Christ came to the earth and went to the cross for our sins and rose again to give us eternal life. He ascended. He sent His Spirit, and God so loves the world. That's what you do know. So let's put that out on social media with the same fervor and the same energy and the same life as sometimes maybe some of us are getting engaged in the 
arguments. Would that be awesome? Have I still friends in the room? Praise the Lord. The other thing then that we've been coming connected to, and I put my hand up to this as well, this is all of us in the room, is complacency. The thing about complacency is this, is its meaning. Here's what it means. It is the feeling of quiet pleasure or security while unaware of a potential danger or defect. And I think of all of the concerns and the COVIDs and the conspiracies, this is the one that I'm afraid of most, is that we are going through in our faith, in our life, in some measure of autopilot, and we think it's enough, and we think it's okay, we think it will do, all the while we are unaware of any potential dangers or defects that are working away at our faith. And I want to encourage you today that the comfort of the couch is no match for the strength of community. That you can worship on iTunes, but we can miss the transcendence of a live tune. We can simply consume and all the while, our gift and our anointing and our call lies inactive. And you know, and I know deep down that all of us, we are more alive and we are on the planet for more than that. So what do we do, Brian? Well, how do we lead then our faith out of this predicament? How do we lead our faith out of lockdown? Well, for me, everyone, the answer is twofold. And it revolves around the word devoted. And I want you to watch this. The essence of the word devoted means to make a passionate connection. When you think of anything you're devoted to, you can see this definition now makes sense. When you're passionate about your spouse, you are, when you're devoted to your spouse, you are passionately connected to them. When you're devoted to your job, you are connected to it. When you're devoted to your family, you are passionately connected to it. Well, the first thing that I want you to see today is, number one, is to remember God's love for you, because Deuteronomy 7, verse 7, reveals to us that God is devoted to you. The Bible says the Lord was devoted to you and chose you. Isn't that beautiful? So let's put the definition in the verse. The Lord was, let's just say it's present tense, He still is, the Lord is passionately connected to you and chooses you. And we need to be reminded of that today, because the headlines in the world are so consuming, they're so mind-filling, they're so all-encompassing that the reality of a loving God can be squeezed out or minimized. But I want to tell you today that the Bible says that God is passionately connected to you. Moses is telling the Israelites about why God chose them and not the, the bigger nations of the world. And in the, this verse, we find out why. Because God is devoted to those He calls His own. God is devoted to you. And I want to encourage you to tell your soul that today. That when you drive away, when you head into work tomorrow, into Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Monday, whatever day it's going to be, you need to remind yourself that whatever the BB says, whatever comes up in my Twitter feed, whatever Instagram thing comes along, whatever Facebook thing that I want to get involved in, we're going to go, you know what? I'm going to choose to believe that right now, in this moment, my God is devoted to me. In fact, for my money, the Bible is one big story of a father trying to reconnect with his kids. 
Not ever since Genesis, all the way from the fall, all the way through to the culmination of sending Jesus and inaugurating the kingdom of God on the earth, it is one big story after another of God trying to get his attention, trying to get the heart of, trying to get the mind of, trying to get restoration of, of those that he has created. When we consider Exodus or Genesis, everyone, and we, we learn how God makes the universe, all the planets, all the stars, he names them, and yet the Bible reminds us that the pinnacle of his efforts, the apex of his creation story is humanity. It is you and it is me. And while Jeff Bezos is trying to find ways off the planet, God is looking for ways to connect with people on the planet. We have a God whose heart is to do whatever it takes even if I send my son to connect with people. And that's what he wants us to do. And you need to remember that today. God is relentlessly pursuing humanity, finding ways for them, giving space, giving time to connect with people. Yes, there's a day coming when Christ will return. But until that moment, we have a God who's devoted to pursuing humanity to show His love to them through faith in the Son. And so God is, if you're a follower of Jesus, devoted to you in every single way. And if you are not a, a Christian today, not a follower of Jesus today, I want to rewire everything that perhaps you thought about God, that God is, is pursuing you, God is chasing you, God loves you. And the Bible says that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. That means you don't have to get all your ducks in a row, get your life in a row, and then come to God. It means that no matter where you're at, what your life looks like, it is ready for you. You're ready to come to Jesus right now as you are. And so God loves you. Now, the second thing that I want to say is this, that we got to lead our lives, lead our faith out of lockdown is number one, remember, let, let the truth of our hearts be infused with the truth that God is devoted to us. And then the second thing is this, the only two, the last point, is to refire your love for Him. And I want to show you how you do it. Refire your love for Him. Our house is a three-story, kind of a modern terrace, three-story. You would come front door to the garage, kitchen, stairs, Living room, bathroom, one bedroom, stairs, three bedrooms. And we have a router for the internet, like you. The router was at the ground floor. And we discovered very quickly that there wasn't enough strength in the router to get the signal all the way to the top floor. And when you're living with four teenagers, you make it your business to make sure that signal gets wherever that signal needs to be. Or you do not hear the end of it. Okay? So we had to get some signal extenders. Anyone get signal extenders? What the signal extender does, so the router is here. The signal extender reaches a signal from the router and boosts it all the way through the house. And joy is restored. Netflix, Disney, Prime, now TV, whatever it is. The Holy Spirit 
Is heaven's rooter in your house? Let's say your body is a house. And when you become a follower of Jesus, God gives us the gift of the Holy Spirit. Paul writes in Romans 5, verse 5, he says, Because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit, watch this, who has been given to us. That means if you're a follower of Jesus, you have God, the Holy Spirit, within you right now. Isn't that a beautiful thing? We don't have to receive that by feelings. We receive that by faith. That is the truth. You have God's Holy Spirit within you. And it's His role to bring the signal of heaven into your life that will lead you, that will comfort you, that will grow, build, and stretch you. But life tries to weaken the signal. The world that we have been in and the behavior that the laws that we have been subjected to have caused us to, to, to live through have a, have a tendency, perhaps, to weaken the signal, and sometimes today it feels like we've lost connection or we have partial connection. I'm not as strong here. The closer I get to the church building, the more I feel God. But when I move further away from the church, suddenly I don't feel so strong. That is not, you know, how it's meant to be. But we want to live with this always-on strong connection all through our lives. What we need, everyone, is spiritual signal extenders that connect to the rooter, that boosts the signal from heaven into our hearts, regardless of where we are, or regardless of the headline, or regardless of whatever it is we are going through. And there's a verse in Acts chapter 2 that reveals to us what the spiritual extenders are. And in verse 42, it says this, watch this, they devoted, say devoted, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. In other words, the early church, early believers, what did they do in seasons of persecution, in seasons of limitation, in seasons of restriction and hardship? The Bible says they made passionate connections to the Word of God, to each other, to the message of the cross, and to prayer. And through these connections, the Holy Spirit met them at each place, boosting the signal in their minds and in their hearts, in their lifts, in their gifts. And everywhere they went, they were connected to an always-on full-bar signal in their spirit. And so for you and for me, the way that we refire our faith or reboot or reset have to reset the rooter. The way that we reset our faith is to make passionate connections to the Word of God, to fellowship with each other, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. And in each of these places, we connect with the Spirit of God, who then boosts that signal from heaven into our lives. You see, when you and I, when we persistently, regularly connect to the Word of God, the Holy Spirit boosts the connection to His voice. And when I hear His voice, I become stronger. I become full of direction, full of vision, and full of hope. Isaiah 40 verse 8 says that the grass withers and the flowers fall, but the Word of the Lord endures for and so when I open the Word, the Word opens me. 
And the signal from heaven is boosted into me because I begin to connect with the Word and the voice of God. Jesus says in Matthew 7, 24, Therefore, anyone who hears these words of mine puts them into practice as a wise man who built his house upon a rock. I want to encourage you. This is, you know, this is a, this is a verse that talks about putting God's Word into practice before the storm comes, so that when the storm comes, you're on the rock. So I want to encourage you today, let's make intentional connections to the Word of God. Five minutes, ten minutes, half an hour, whatever, build up into it again, whatever it takes, find a Bible plan. There's a million of them online, but let's make little incursions into the Word. When I regularly connect to fellowship, the Holy Spirit boosts my connection to people. And when I'm around people, then I can give and receive encouragement. What is encouragement? Encouragement is the impartation of strength, the impartation of courage. Who does not need more courage? Is anyone in the room struggling and overflowing with bravery? Anyone do with a little bit more bravery? Absolutely. We get that from the Word of God, but you know, we get it from each other. Hey, thinking of you, just want to send you a message. I'm going to be at church next week. Do you want to be there? I do. I want to encourage you. I want to encourage all of you today that when you leave this room, high, well, I don't know if you can high-five them or high-head the ball or invisible five or high-knee kick. I don't know what you want to do, but send a high text. Do that. Encourage someone today before you leave church. I love your top. New shoes. Nice car. Nice smile. Encourage someone. The world is starving for encouragement. We all wonder as a church, capital C, how can we make a difference in the world? I want to tell you how you make a difference in the world. Smile at someone who's not used to being smiled at. Encourage them with, with great words that will build them. But you know what? Whenever I come into fellowship, when I connect with others, when I connect with the church, let's say, I get a chance to use my gifts. I get a chance to serve others, and that builds me as well. Then we get to meet the presence of God. Jesus says, Matthew 18, 20, for where two or three are gathered in my name, I am there among them. How cool is that? Hebrews 10, 24, and let us consider how to stir one another to love and good works, Romans 1, 12, that we may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith. So I want to encourage you, allow the Holy Spirit to boost that signal of being together. If it's one meter, it's one meter. If it's two meter, it's two. I don't know what it is at the minute, but whatever it is, but so what? Let's get together. Let's honor the process. Let's do all of that properly, but I want to encourage you, let's get out of the house. Let's get into the house of God, and let's build each other up in Jesus' name. And the next thing is, is really quickly, when I regularly connect to the communion, the breaking of bread, do you know what? The Holy Spirit boosts my connection to Jesus Christ. And that is the best connection of them all. And when I connect with communion and the power of the cross, I'm led to encounter fresh wonder at forgiveness. The wonder that God would come to earth himself and take my place and pay my price so that I could take his place and become eternal. And when I connect with the breaking of bread, then I become more humble. Humility. That it's not about me, that it cost heaven everything. 
And then in that sense of humility, I'm able to honor and add value to the Lord. And that's called worship. And as I worship, faith rises and peace falls. I'm reminded of my own forgiveness. And when I remember that I'm forgiven, there's joy. Do you see how one connection dominoes into another? How when you connect to the wonder of the cross, we become more humble. That humility gives way to honors. We add value to the Lord. That adding value to the Lord, when you add energy to that, becomes worship. Worship rises, peace falls. When peace falls, I'm minded that I am forgiven, that the slate is washed clean. It is all wiped away, and that reality gives me joy. It's boosted that signal in my life. And then finally, when I regularly, when you and I regularly connect to prayer, the Holy Spirit boosts my connection to God's power. And prayer changes me. Prayer changes everything. Prayer changes the, the way that I receive revelation from God. Suddenly, I become more prophetic. I become more uh, just heavenly-minded. My, my perspective shifts. And as my perspective shifts, it becomes bigger and wider. And the possibilities of heaven suddenly become alive again in my life. Where I wouldn't have believed before, I step into the presence of God with prayer. And suddenly, all things are possible for those who believe. 1 John 5 verse 14 says this, this is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. So I don't know where your, your faith is right now. The worship team are free to gather behind me if they're ready for that. But I don't know where, where you would say. So let's just say one is do you know, Brian, I related to that thing when you said about coming to church, signal full, and, but when I leave, I get into work on a Monday, you know, it's, it's intermittent. Maybe that's, that's a one. Maybe a 10 is always lit fully on. That's awesome. I don't know where you'd see yourself between one and 10. And I don't know what you believe that COVID would have stolen from you or it doesn't seem like theft because it's been slow and subtle and week by week. And maybe some of us were feeling so far from church that we wonder how we could go back now. Some of us are feeling, well, it's been so long since I've genuinely prayed that God wouldn't want to hear from me. We think it's been so long since I've opened the Word of God that I wouldn't know where to start. I have been online and I've, do you know, I've been part of that digital smoke break. I didn't mean to. I've never been online in my life, but that guy just rubbed me up the wrong way and it just, he just caught me in a moment. It was half one at night. The kids were in bed sleeping. I was still online. I shouldn't have been. I just couldn't. What if today was a Sunday of reset, that we reset the router, that this was God's prophetic word to you to get you from one to a three, or a three to a five, or if you're a five to an eight, or an eight to a ten. We'll go on a journey with this. Nobody's going from one to ten today. But what if today we could reset? 
that we could make some sort of faith step, some sort of faith declaration that says, you know what, I, 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 could, I could download that app again. The Bible apps on my phone's got one of those wee clouds above it that needs to be downloaded again. Why don't you just tap that? Start a quick three-day plan or a seven-day plan. Some prayer. Go and have communion at home. This church has communion, I'm sure. I'm absolutely convinced there's communion. But why don't we do it at home yourself today, later on? A bit of juice, we cracker, a bit of bread, whatever it is, just sit with the Lord for five minutes and just go, ah, the cross. Humility, wonder, honor, joy, peace, forgiveness, all of that. And for anyone, you know, I, I, look, I want you to be comfortable in your own convictions. But if, you, if, you, if you're sitting at home and you're thinking today, you know what? I haven't seen Pastor Phil in the flesh and Anna and the team here. It's at the stage now they don't call. They think I've left. I can't go back. But you still feel somewhere and you're part of the community at home. But I want to encourage you, let's get back here next week. There's two wide open arms all across the room for you. Socially distanced. Come on, let's stand. Let's stand together. And let's sit. Let's bow our heads for a minute and let's make some faith steps today. This is only going to work if we all bow our heads and we all close our eyes, okay? But if there's anyone in the room that's saying, you know what, today, I, I you know, as, as a show of faith, as a faith step, I'm going to make an intentional connection as a result of hearing the heart of God from me today. With every head bowed, right across the room, come on, every eye closed. I want you to just pop your hand up. I'm going to pray for you. So I'm taking a step forward. It's great. Thank you, Lord. Jesus, super. Thank you, Lord. Okay, so Father, we're just thankful today for your goodness. We, we love worship. We love music. We love being together. We love your word. We love the fellowship after. And so, God, I want to pray for everyone here and watching at home online that, Father, you will lead us forward, that, God, we will refire our faith as we remind our own spirits that you are devoted to us, that you love us, that you are pursuing us. That, Lord, the COVID and the concern, the conspiracy and the complacency, Lord, they're not the only headlines in our lives, but rather the Word of God is over us like a banner, leading us and changing us. And so, God, I pray that we connect to that, that we'll not get our fingers burned, but, Lord, God, with these healthy connections to your spiritual signal boosters, Lord, you will do great things. You will lead us forward. You will refire all of our faith. Let us see your son, we pray in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen, amen. Let's worship the Lord. Hope you enjoyed the podcast today. I hope it encouraged you. There's a few things I'd love you to do. I'd love you to subscribe to our YouTube, iTunes, or Spotify account. This is so you can keep up with our most recent material and messages. If this ministry has impacted your life and you'd love to help us reach others, 
You can do that right now by going to ariachurch.org and giving now. Cannot wait to see you next week on the Ariat Church podcast.